want to see the people rock and prance tonight. Revolution is inevitability. There's a limit to every man's ability to take shit from elected cabinets filled with prejudice, bias, and bigotry. Viciously taxing the poor, trying to ensure big bank liquidity. Tell the bourgeois when injustice is law, the right to resist becomes responsibility. You see it happening from Cairo to Tripoli, public unrest, anti West hostility, self immolation, pirate. Technically, ignites a nation to regain civility. Is that what it takes? Push a man till he breaks and take when dignity. When them lift them eyes up, people gonna rise up. Burn Babylon is a high probability. Everybody jump up. Everybody move up. Everybody jump up. Everybody move up. Welcome, everybody, to the Housing First podcast. I'm your host, Kara Burrell, and my guest today is Tommy Newman, the Senior Director of Impact Initiatives at the United Way of Greater Los Angeles. You can find his organization's website at unitedwayla.org. Tommy oversees the Everyone In campaign, which is a grassroots movement to end homelessness by activating people to create more supportive and affordable housing throughout LA County. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Thanks for having me. No problem. So I'll jump right into it. Um, start off by asking, can you go into more detail about your organization's Everyone in Campaign that you're working on? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And just uh, thank you so much for creating this space and bringing your own experiences and, and your own life uh, to these questions and to this purpose, uh, because it is, um, it's critical. It's, it's so important to be building awareness uh, and to really be talking about homelessness through the lens of human beings and their experiences and not through statistics or sort of facts and, and problems, but rather humans and uh, their lives and what a difference uh, stable permanent housing, what a difference opportunity can make. So thank you for creating this space. Um, the United Way here in LA has been working down homelessness for a decade. Uh, it was really part of a big shift for the culture of the organization. United Ways have existed for a long time across this country. And for many decades, they sort of just raised money and then gave out that money to all sorts of community-based organizations, uh, regardless of strategy or regardless of alignment to a clear mission or goal. Um, but with the creation of the internet, that started to not really work anymore, right? People didn't need the United Way to figure out who was for real and who wasn't uh, and help get dollars to them because people could go on the internet and find really impactful community-based organizations and give directly. And so that impetus, you know, way back in the you know, late 90s, early 2000s is what led our United Way in LA and a lot of the United Ways across the country to start to change the model uh, of how we work as a nonprofit organization and to start to really zero in on systems level. So that's sort of not, through direct service, but rather through policy change advocacy. That's where we really started to focus on that systems level work and, and changing uh, the way our public systems are designed, better aligning private money and public money to tackle big challenges. And in the United Way in LA chose to dive in on homelessness. And so that was a decade ago. And so uh, in the ensuing decade, we've worked to help bring a whole lot more 
private money uh, in uh, and do give that out in the form of grants every year to community-based organizations to support them in their work. Uh, we've also supported big ballot measures here. You know, in California, we do a lot of work for ballot measures where people, voters have a chance to support big ideas or new taxes. Um, and so we, United Way, have now uh, helped play a leadership role in three different ballot measures that work to address homelessness or people falling into homelessness. But wow. just passing those ballot measures is not enough, right? And mm -hmm. so that's what led to the creation of the Everyone In campaign. And, and what we knew was having the money didn't mean necessarily that that money would go to what we know works or go to the best ideas. Um, and so we really saw an, a, a obligation to advocate from the outside uh, to make sure that every one of those dollars goes to the solutions that permanently end homelessness, uh, to go to creating more supportive and affordable housing. And so we see ourselves as a sort of activator. We, we help people understand what's working and what's not. And we also help them figure out how they can advocate most directly on their own. So that's what really drove the creation of the Everyone In campaign uh, just about three years ago. Awesome. So can you explain for my listeners what the Housing First model is? And it sounds like your organization stands with that approach in terms of ending homelessness. We, we've been very clear uh, from the very beginning when, when United Way in LA started working on ending homelessness uh, that Housing First and permanent housing was the only way to end homelessness. Right. And so what that means is, you know, instead of setting hurdles or barriers to somebody being able to move into their own apartment or their own, you know, permanent housing if, if it's shared in some way, uh, which is what we did for decades, right? For decades, it was like, no, first you go to a shelter and then you can maybe get access to transitional housing. And then if you do that right, then maybe we can help you get an apartment somewhere. Mm. Um, and, and that just fundamentally doesn't work, right? And that is not an, an effective way to help people get back on their feet and rebuild their own stability. We know that the stability of a home and, and being able uh, to count on that home is what allows so many other good things to happen. Uh, for people to be able to address the trauma in their lives, for people to be able to develop new job skills, you gotta have a safe place to sleep every night. Uh, and so, Agreed. you know, that's what Housing First means. Housing First means don't create preconditions and don't, you know, create this long, twisty process for that people have to jump through a lot of hoops to be able to get their own place or be able to have their own stable home, help them get that home first, and then work with that person or that family, uh, give them the support they need uh, to begin to rebuild that stability in their lives. And, and, and that's what housing first means. Housing first does not mean housing only. I think it's right. really important to say that, right? Like exactly, yes. handing somebody keys is not enough. And so housing first uh, is a critical component, but we also need high quality supportive services. We need uh, those the accesses to mental and physical health support. We need job training, access to job training uh, and good paying jobs, right? Like all of those things go hand in hand with a Housing First strategy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for explaining that. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected homelessness in LA County? Yeah, it's... Um, that's a really important question, uh, and there's not an easy answer to it. So okay. on the one hand, uh, but, but it's worth digging into. On the one hand, uh, the pandemic has been really brutal for uh, people who are making minimum wage, people who are in service uh, industry jobs, you know, working in hotels or restaurants, 
Um, those are the people who have been hit the hardest by the pandemic, right? And so we've seen those folks getting squeezed out uh, and you know needing to pay rent on credit cards and doubling up or tripling up with other families or borrowing money from family members to pay rent. Like we're seeing that at really high rates. Um, on the other hand, we are seeing more public investment supporting those people or those families uh, than we've ever seen before, right? We've seen big increases to unemployment insurance, uh, taking it from something that was, you know, barely survivable and adding in federal money to it to make it uh, almost approaching $20 an hour if you're able to qualify for the unemployment insurance, which is always an important question. Yes. And so that has really helped people, right? And we've seen certainly not enough, but we've seen, you know, cash assistance from the government, you know, mailing people checks or transferring money into their bank accounts uh, that historically the government has never done. And so those things have helped, although we certainly need a lot more of that. Um, we've seen more money into the homeless services system from the federal government, uh, exponential increases because of CARES Act funding and other things. Here in California, we've purchased almost 2,000 motels and are converting those motels into interim and permanent housing using federal money. So all of those are examples to say, like there actually has been more investment in solutions than we've seen in a long time, certainly more than we've all been able to get in like just our regular lobbying that we do. So that's good. Yes. On the flip side, more people are being squeezed for than ever, you know, thousands of people being squeezed, uh, tens of thousands of people being squeezed in LA County. Uh, and so we've continued to sort of kick the, the can down the road uh, around the risk of eviction. Uh, and, you know, there's been a moratorium here and a little bit of money there. And so folks, they don't, people don't feel secure. They feel like they've gotten a little bit of help, but there's this big dark cloud looming on the horizon. Um, and so it's a little too soon to say exactly what this has meant for homelessness numbers, uh, but it's not too soon to say that more people than ever are vulnerable, uh, more people than ever, hundreds of thousands of people in LA County are at risk of losing their homes uh, and that we need to do a lot more. Okay. Well, it's kind of sad that it took a pandemic to provide people with the assistance that they already needed prior to the pandemic, right. you know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So there, I know that there are roughly 57,000 people in LA County who are currently ex experiencing homelessness. And what specifically is your organization doing right now to combat this? Yeah, it's a good question. So that number is from last year's homeless count. Uh, okay. So that's from January 2020 was when that, you know, the three nights uh, in January point in time count was conducted. Mm -hmm. My hunch is that number has gone up okay. since then, uh, but we don't know yet because this year there was no homeless count and it's always hard to, to really figure out how many people uh, have lost their homes. Um, so my hunch is it's bigger. Uh, that's the first part. The second part is we on the United Way front are, are doing more of what we've always done. So how do we raise dollars to support community-based organizations? How do we invest in creating safer interim housing, right? Like so much of sort of traditional shelter, uh, A, was always uh, not great for people who were looking for a short-term place to live. Uh, and then B was especially uh, unsafe in the context of a pandemic. So we've been investing a lot of dollars to 
increase public health safety, physical safety uh, in interim housing across LA County. That's been really important. We've been raising dollars to try to get um, protective uh, equipment, food, and other support to people who are living outside. Uh, that was a big focus for us through the course of the pandemic and continues to be. Um, and then we are always working to create more supportive and affordable housing. Uh, and so that's, you know, coming up with new dollars that whether those are public dollars or private dollars and trying to figure out uh, how we change, how we create affordable housing and supportive housing here in LA County because we need it more than ever. Okay. Thank you for answering that. That was a great answer. Um, I found from your website that your organization has provided housing to more than 40,000 people since 2011. Is that correct? Yeah. So that is um, everything that I just described. Uh, the way we come up with that stat is, you know, what service providers are we supporting uh, with grant dollars who are helping people get into housing? Uh, what policies are we pushing for that then uh, creates new monies to help pay for people's rent, support people moving into that housing. So, you know, as I mentioned, we're not a direct service provider. So those aren't folks that we're helping move in directly, but rather it's through our funding and through our advocacy efforts uh, that we that we came up with that number. It's still amazing though. Thank you for all the work that you do. Um, so United, United Way of LA has helped secure more than 7,000 jobs for post 9-11 military veterans. Were all those veterans previously homeless as well? just veterans in general? Yeah, I'd say the big majority were. So ending veteran homelessness uh, was one of the first projects uh, that we took on way back, you know, a decade plus ago, uh, as I talked about uh, a little earlier, um, because, you know, we, we saw it as an opportunity and as a model to demonstrate that we can end homelessness, right? Like ending homelessness is not a myth. Uh, we will never end earthquakes. Like there's nothing we can do. We can only mitigate and prepare for when an earthquake hits. That's not something that you have to worry about as much in New York, but we think about a lot here <laughs> in California. Um, yeah. But, you know, we can absolutely end homelessness. That's a choice, right? Yes. Like we know what the causes and the solutions are. Uh, and we know that resources end homelessness, housing ends homelessness. Uh, and so it's a choice. It's a choice. And so what veteran homelessness presents is an opportunity to focus on one population uh, deploy additional resources and the strategies and the support that we know work uh, and use that as the example to lift up for everybody. It's not like a veteran deserves housing more than somebody who wasn't a veteran. And that's not the point. Right, um, yeah. But the point is like to create that sense of possibility because so many people are cynical, right? Like so many people are like, oh no, there's nothing we can do about homelessness, but we just know that's wrong. Yes. Okay. Um, where do you guys plan to be in terms of your goals within your organization within the next 10 years? Do you have any 10-year plans? Like, you know, people have those five, 10-year plans. Do you have any of those? That's a great question. Um, our North Star is ending homelessness with permanent solutions. And to get there, we know that we need to dramatically increase the creation of supportive and affordable housing in LA County. Uh, and we've made some good progress on that, right? Like we passed yeah. some big ballot measures. We have almost 8,000 new units of supportive housing that are on their way. Uh, so I would say we've, we've, got a, we've got a little momentum here in LA, um, but it's not enough. And so we're looking to identify more public money. We're looking to change how our public budgets, who our public budgets prioritize and how they spend dollars, right? Like we know that so often cops are used as social workers or first responders to people who are in crisis 
and that's not really the best use of what a cop should be doing. Right. Um, so we've really been working to shift our system, change our priorities, come up with new money. So 10 years from now, you know, I hope that we will have uh, dramatically accelerated uh, the creation of those types of solutions um, and that our homelessness numbers will be dropping instead of increasing. Okay. I asked that question because I recently saw a couple of days ago, um, the state of California released like drive home Cal, like Drive Home California, I forgot what the name of it was called, but their statewide plan to end homelessness by 2030. So that's what that that's where that question came from. Yeah, road the roadmap California and our roadmap, partners that's it. at housing. That's the one. Yeah, driving on the road. Uh, you got it. Uh, <laughs> our partners, our partners at uh, Housing California are who created that, and we're part of that coalition. And you know, this is what's so important about the work to end homelessness is linking together each human being's experience with how our systems are so screwed up and what we need to do to fix them. Right. Like you gotta, you have to do both of those things. You have to like help people tell their stories. And you also need to acknowledge that like homelessness, there aren't hundreds of thousands of people experiencing homelessness because they want to, uh, or because it's their choice. Uh, but because we just haven't created the systems to help people get, and keep stable housing, get the supportive services they need, right? Like the number one driver of bankruptcy in this country are medical bills. Uh, and you know that can start to spiral so quickly. So these are the sorts of things that we have to be linking to homelessness so that we can really build the momentum we need to end it. Okay. Uh, what challenges does your organization face to providing supportive housing for people that are trying to get out of homelessness? I mean, it comes down to money. It comes down to, you know, it certainly doesn't, it doesn't come down to people wanting to move in. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It it comes down to money. It comes down to being able to pay the rent. Right. Like if somebody, uh, you know, has a long disability, like they're not going to be able to work a job that makes enough to pay the rent in the building. So we don't have universal rent assistance in this country. Only two in five people who could use some rental assistance actually get it. So it's no surprise that we have thousands of people sleeping outside every night. Right. Okay. What are the most common misconceptions about homeless people that you found over the years? Yeah, I think I've addressed a little bit of that. I mean, um, I think that we in the United States are so conditioned to like place responsibility on people and not on systems, mm-hmm. right? Like people and not on sort of, how our government is structured and who gets help and who doesn't. Thank you for saying that. Like that's like hardwired into our brains, right? Like it's like the American way, like lift yourself up by your bootstraps. And we know that that's bullshit. We know that that's, that's not reality. Uh, And that, you know, if minimum wage isn't enough to pay the rent, uh, well then something's something's broken there. Um, So I'd say like that's, that's really where everything starts and ends. Uh, on the, the stereotypes and the myth. Okay. I just really wanted to hone that in. <laughs> um, For sure. What other organizations are also doing a great job in solving homelessness? Maybe not just in LA County, but America in general, off the top of your head? Oh, so many. I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, and that's, that's what's fun about the podcast that you're putting together here, is you're really going to be able to get an interesting look across the country at people who are doing this work. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I think that we're more than ever getting ourselves organized across this country. I, I see 
coalitions in DC, I see coalitions in LA, I see homeless service providers who historically didn't do advocacy, right? Like they were like, I'm going to raise my money. I'm going to send out my, you know, my mailing appeals to people to give me 50 bucks and I'm going to, you know, run my shelter and that's it. Right. Like that's, that's what we do. And I'm seeing even organizations that historically haven't done advocacy or lobbying or had a public policy, you know, agenda starting to lean into that because there's just, you know, broad awareness that like it's not working and we need more. Uh, and so I'm seeing that I'm seeing, you know, really powerful coalitions. It's hard to name just a handful because so many people are doing such good work. Um, I think one of the things where we can, right. I think so. I think one of the things where we can do better is, um, connecting across cities, states across this country and figuring out how to connect our, connect our work together better. I've been wondering that I asked that on the, my episode last night. Um, like what's, what are the barriers? What's stopping? Like, there's like all these organizations, what's stopping them from coming together and joining forces and money to solve their same goal, which is ending homelessness. So glad you brought that up. Um, and that's, a, that's a critical question. You, sh- you should um, keep pushing on that one in all your conversations for sure. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and before I let you go, what can regular citizens do to help solve homelessness in LA County? Well, I, I, I would get in trouble if I didn't say that they should sign up for the Everyone In campaign. Uh, and okay. so they should go to everyone. Every, I know you mentioned the United Way website, which we appreciate. We also created a website just for the campaign, uh, which is everyoneinla.org. Okay. Um, everyone in so people LA should check that out. All right. That's right. People should check that out and sign up. Uh, and we'll sort of share lots of really helpful ways for people to advocate, to learn more, to connect to organizations that are working in their communities. Because uh, that's the only way we're going to build the public and political will to end homelessness. Awesome. Well, Tommy, thank you very much for speaking with me today on the Housing First podcast and sharing your knowledge on the homelessness crisis, as well as your organization's approaches and just your perspectives in general. I really appreciate your time and keep up the good work and stay safe. Right back at you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for sharing your own story. uh, And and I hope we can work together in the future. I would love that. All right. Thank you. A special thanks goes out to the man, the myth, the legend, Ice Cream, an amazing music producer, and more importantly, an amazing human being for providing the music for this podcast. You can find him on social media and all music platforms at I-C-E-K-R-E-A-M. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Them have the guns, but how we have the numbers?